Welcome to the Resilient Caregiver Podcast, where we empower those who serve people diagnosed with dementia by providing unbiased information and the encouragement necessary to maintain caregiver wellness. This podcast is brought to you by the Aging and Disability Resource Center of Southwest Wisconsin. If you would like to subscribe to our Brain Health Bulletin, where we provide you with brain health information, dementia research updates, caregiver tools, and event information, reach out today. Join thousands of other people who are committed to investing in their brain health and the well-being of those in their families, workplaces, and communities. Today, our guest is Chef Danielle Sepsi. She graduated from Penn State School of Hospitality Management and the International Culinary Center's Professional Culinary Arts Program. From there, she went on to manage several restaurants in some of New York's most elite luxury hotels. She owns The Hungry Gnome Catering and Baked Goods and produces wholesale baked goods for cafes and businesses, as well as provides off-premise full-service catering. She won the Chop Challenge, moderated by Food Network's Ted Allen, appeared on Spike TV's Frankenfood, is featured on the Food Network's app called Food Network Kitchen, and competed in HBO Max's The Big Brunch. She'll have you and yours asking if you got room for more. We're so grateful Chef Danielle took time out of her schedule to share how her relationship with her grandparents profoundly impacted her love of cooking. Thank you for joining me on the Resilient Caregiver Podcast. Chef Danielle, a privilege and a pleasure to speak with you this morning. So many phenomenal accomplishments that you've already achieved with a brilliant future ahead of you. Let's go back to the place where so much of this began with a little girl in her grandmother Rosemary's kitchen. We live in what can be a troubling world, uh, but you discovered something in your grandmother's kitchen as a young person an ability to control outcomes, cope with anxiety, focus on creating amazing flavors, and the joy of family gathering around the table every evening to enjoy recipes that have been passed down through the generations for more than 100 years. Tell us how that felt for you as a young chef to share company with your grandmother, to learn her wisdom, and to be encircled by family each night enjoying a meal you helped create. Yeah, I mean, as you were saying, I was sort of an anxious child. As social and outgoing as I was, I think many people are really surprised to hear that I really suffered quite a bit with some debilitating anxiety and just this feeling of lack of control and sometimes chaotic world. My grandma, I think, saw that and cooking in the kitchen gave me this sense of control and a feeling of purpose and joy. I loved that it created such a sense of community as well. And, you know, I I grew up in a very busy family, too. Both my parents worked, yet every single night we came together and we had a meal at a table. I just saw the power in that and how close my family became. My grandmother didn't work. She was a stay-at-home mom, but cooking brought her so much joy. And, you know, I spent most of my weekends with my grandparents and we would bake and every weekend we'd take on a new challenge and I would present my grandma with something sometimes difficult and unique. I would say, okay, I want to make a homemade marshmallow peep for Easter. And, you know, she would take on the challenge and we would do it together. And she saw how much joy that brought to me and it brought her so much joy. I come from an Italian family and our traditions are strong. And especially around the holidays, we have so many food traditions and so we all come together at easter time we make this sicilian style easter bread all together and that recipe has been passed down for over 100 years at christmas time we make fig cookies they're all these intricate incredible family recipes and 
things that you'd never really be able to just do with simply a recipe. It's something that you have to do together and know the process, how it's done and the feel of the dough and the taste of the filling. I spent every holiday season with my grandma learning all these traditions and in time sadly you know my grandma was diagnosed with Alzheimer's we began to see her forgetting more and more I'm so grateful my dad was the person that said hey she's starting to forget things will get progressively worse and we don't know how fast so we need to really cherish these times with her and learn from her So that's what I did. A lot of times Italian grandmothers, they don't even measure things, you know. So I was in the kitchen with her making these recipes, taking things out of the bowl, measuring it, writing it down, and making sure I was able to carry on these traditions. And thankfully I did because she did, over the course of 10 years, progressively just get worse with her Alzheimer's. And then in the end, when she passed, I was the person to carry on the torch and to keep these traditions alive, and we still do every single day. So I think spending time with your family and knowing the power of traditions, and especially food traditions, it can be a super powerful thing. It sounds like your grandfather was the primary caregiver for Rosemary. Will you share a little bit about what you learned from their relationship as you observed him providing her with care during that journey with Alzheimer's? My grandparents had what I like to say a notebook relationship. So like the movie, The Notebook, they were very much like that couple, if you're familiar with that film. They met when they were young. They lived close to each other in kind of the Queens area. And my grandfather was really close friends with one of my grandmother's brothers. And so he was always around and he always had a crush on my grandma from the time they were, I think, even in grade school. So they knew each other their whole lives, basically. Long story short, they ended up getting married. They were always together. You could see they just truly cared for each other so much. I remember as a kid coming to my grandparents' house, if I was sick, my grandfather worked in the city and he would commute every day. He'd come home and my grandma would have a spectacular meal prepared. You could see that their eyes light up when my grandfather came in the door at the end of the day. They just had such an amazing relationship. When my grandmother got Alzheimer's, my grandpa became the primary caregiver. You know, that's a tough thing. I mean, especially with Alzheimer's, it starts off with forgetting just tiny things, but then in time, it turns into, you know, the person not being able to take care of their normal bodily function. So they can't feed themselves. They need help using the bathroom or bathing themselves and it requires a lot of effort and it can be very upsetting and stressful. My grandfather did it every day with a smile on his face and just truly gave his whole heart to her. I guess towards the last maybe three years of her life that they got extra help as well with a nurse that would come every day. But other than that, I mean, my grandfather was there taking care of her every single day. It was just the true definition of a partner in life. He really was an inspiration. That's what I looked for in a partner. Who's going to be there mm-hmm. like this, you know, for me and mm-hmm. wholeheartedly. And, and he was that person. And you've mentioned the joy it brings your grandfather when you continue Rosemary's legacy through your family's holiday cooking traditions. How much satisfaction does that provide you as you see him happy in this way? Oh, it brings me so much joy. He is 91 and completely with it, just, I mean, incredible as far as his mental function. He looks forward to these traditions, and it it brings him so much joy, and every holiday season now, I'll host 
in my house, which actually is part of the story too, I live in the house that they lived in. So they passed the house to me. And so where I learned to cook is now where I live. So it comes full circle. So now I carry on these traditions. My grandfather comes and he always has his designated jobs for certain recipes. So for making apple pie in the fall, he always cuts the apples. And then when we bake the pie and we're enjoying it, he says, it's because I cut the apples. So, <laughs> you know, he just, <laughs> um, and then at Christmas time, he's helping us roll them out and shape them. And it means so much to him that these traditions are carried out and, and we're just keeping my grandmother's spirit alive and well. Amazing. That from being eight years old and being gifted the, the KitchenAid mixer to living in her home, and being encircled by her legacy and the memories and you carrying on with so much success the, the best scone in the universe voted uh, <laughs> at your hands i mean that's awesome and what a testament to her legacy that mm-hmm. what was born there of the love between a grandmother and her grandchild chef thank you so much for joining me on the resilient caregiver podcast i always conclude the show with four questions that are designed to offer encouragement uh, sure. into an empowered and resilient process of caregiving will you run through these four quick questions with absolutely me? all right what is one thing dementia has taught you about the experience of living dementia has taught me that you have to cherish every moment with your loved ones and ask these loved ones questions have them tell you stories have them write down their story for you. They are someone like me and they, they love to cook. Make sure you're documenting these recipes. Do whatever you can while you're with them to really document these special things about them so that you can carry out those traditions or those memories for years to come. And when caregivers are overwhelmed, what have you observed to be helpful? When caregivers are overwhelmed, I think it's okay to ask for help. Don't think you have to do it alone because there are so many great services out there that can help you. And my grandfather couldn't do it alone anymore because physically it was too difficult for him. We had to ask for help. We had an aide come and it made his life so much easier. And in fact, they became a nice companion for my grandfather too on a day-to-day basis. And he really enjoyed having someone's company there and just someone to lean on. What is one action you recommend caregivers utilize for self-care? As caregivers, it can be rather physically and mentally and emotionally draining. And so make sure you are taking time for yourself because if it gets to the point where that person is unable to leave the home, you still should do those things for yourself to keep yourself physically active and just keep yourself going. So, you know, don't let yourself take the back seat. And then what is one resource you believe is important for caregivers to be aware of as they seek to be resilient? As far as Alzheimer's goes, know that there are so many great organizations and foundations out there. They have great resources for you. If you have questions about the disease you need, maybe there's support groups that you can speak to. There's ways that you can raise money to help be part of the cause. There are so many organizations. So I'm involved in the Alzheimer's Association. They have so many great resources where you can just go online and call someone. I think those are some really great resources that people shouldn't forget about. And you don't have to be alone. Chef, I really appreciate the generosity of you taking time to do this interview. I know you are, are extremely busy and I wish you massive, massive success. Thank you so much for listening to the Resilient Caregiver Podcast. Please share this episode with your friends or family members who may find it helpful. Please make sure to subscribe so you can get the unbiased, science-based information you need to effectively care for the person in your life who's been diagnosed with dementia. As always, please take a moment to know that you're not alone. 
and we at the Aging and Disability Resource Center affirm your honorable work of serving another vulnerable human being. The ADRC has dementia care specialists in every Wisconsin county, so reach out to your local ADRC if you have any additional needs, questions, or concerns. If you're listening from the area beyond Wisconsin, please reach out to local resources available to you. Thank you so much for listening and take good care.